and welcome to Feather and Foundation. This is Amber Campbell, and this is the place at Feather and Foundation where we celebrate positivity, possibilities, joy, beauty, and creativity. And I thank you that you're here. I know you've got lots of choices and there's lots of voices out there. And if this is your first time, welcome. Glad that you found us. And it's truly my intention that this podcast blesses you in some way. And so how did this start was we look at wow words each week, each podcast, and talk about qualities or character traits that maybe we don't spend a lot of time thinking about or discussing. And so we do kind of a word of the week. And so last week's podcast was enough, enough. And we talked about the importance of creating spaces and margins in your life. And that saying enough to not having an overwhelming calendar and schedule. And a lot of times we say enough to even the really good things. But by allowing those margins in space, it creates rest time, it creates um, relaxation, it recreates creative time, it recreates reflective time. And we also talked about saying enough to the things that are no longer serving you. And the most important enough is, is that you are wonderfully, uniquely handcrafted by God and you are enough. In spite of what the world is trying to sell you or tell you, you are a one-of-a-kind masterpiece, and no one has your gifts, your talents, your brilliance, your hearts, or your looks. You, my friend, are enough. So are you ready for this week's wow word? All right, this week's wow word is, are you ready? Change. So let me define change like we do each time. It's to make someone or something different to alter or modify. It's also to replace with something else for the newer or better. And it's the act or instance of making or becoming different change. And of course, it also, it means coins in currency, but we're not talking about that kind of change in our podcast today. So change, let's talk about change. And why is it when we think of change, it's not typically greeted with yes, or let's go. But there tends to be a feeling, a tug of hesitancy, or holding back, or we want to stay in our comfort zone, or sometimes, aka, that's also known as a rut, right? Our comfort zone, um, or the status quo. Change on the front end seems so very unfamiliar and uncomfortable, and it even is scary if we're honest. And as humans, we find our comfort in our routines and familiar, even if they're not serving us in the best way possible. So our autopilot or our subconscious in our brain works on efficiency and works on routine. And so we, when we are introducing something new to it, that's why you hear when it says it takes 21 days to develop a new habit or a new routine or a new, a new thought, because it takes that repetition and that repetition at 21 days. So that's why it's so hard to incorporate something new or change. And so often we end up beating ourselves up because we would we're not 
doing the new change or we forget about the new change, but it's 21 days because our autopilot likes to run, our system runs on familiarity and efficiency. And introducing something new is a disruptor to that programming. I can remember this a few years ago that I always had the habit when I came into the house that I would bring my purse in and I set it on one of my countertops in the kitchen. And I did that for many, many years. And one day I just looked at it and I thought, you know what, ew, I'm not doing that anymore. One, I didn't like the look of it, but two, the germ factor, just I was like, mm, in my purse, wherever it was out and about in the day. And I'm not a big germaphobe, but it did make me think about that. And so I decided that I would hang up my purse in our in our mudroom on a hook. There was, I had a hook there and I thought that's going to be where I place it. So I was very proud of myself. Okay, good. New habit. I'm going to do this. The very next morning, I'm getting ready to get out of the de- out of the door for the day and I go to the kitchen spot to find my purse and it's not there. And now I'm like, "Oh my goodness, where did I put it?" Oh, I wonder if I put it up in the bedroom. In my bedroom. So I go upstairs, look in the bedroom, looking all over for it there. Nope, not there. And now I'm thinking wait a minute, did I pay, Did I take it down to my office? And so I go down to my office, I'm looking around, nope, not there. And now I'm thinking, oh my gosh, did I leave it in the car all night? And I walk through our laundry room, mudroom, go out to the garage, look in the car, and of course, nope, it's not there. And now I'm really starting to get alarmed because all the usual locations, there is no purse. And also my time frame is, you know, I'm getting running late now. And as I walk back in through the door of the garage into the mudroom, I looked and there was my purse hanging on the hook behind the door. So when I walked through it the first time the door covered it, I didn't see it. So there was such a sense, first of all, of, you know, I was starting to get panicky, like, where's my purse? Oh, no, 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 would I lose it? Really lose it? Um, so I was relieved that I found it, but I was frustrated in that, oh my goodness, how much time did this take? And why didn't I remember this? Why didn't I remember hanging my purse up there? And so what I realized is that my new habit hadn't stuck yet. It was too new. And so I went out for the day late, got home, put my purse in the new spot because I was creating a new habit. And then I wrote myself a sticky note in the old spot that said, you are creating a new habit. Keep going. Your purse is in the mudroom. Now, I can't tell you how many times I came upon that note in the course of the following weeks to get my purse. But then I realized many weeks later that I no longer went to that old location on the kitchen counter to find my purse, that I went immediately to the hook um, behind the door in the mudroom. And so, you know, that's how our brain looks, how it works. And so I want you to think about this. Think about a piece of paper. And if you took a piece of paper and you just folded it in half and then put a crease down where you folded it. And then flip the paper around to the other side, but go down that crease again and keep flipping it back and forth like that, creasing each time, creasing each time. That is how our brain operates. That's how it is on autopilot and efficiency. It wants to do the same thing because it knows how to do it. It can do it without thinking autopilot and it's efficient and gets things done. And now take your paper and fold it a different way and make a new crease. 
that's like your brain saying, whoa, 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 wait, 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 what is going on? What is happening, right? It disrupts our autopilot system. And in fact, the brain is probably going to try to trick you to go back to the other way, the familiar way, the routine way, because that's what we've done and that's what we've done. And so just remember that as you're introducing something new, you're creating a new crease, a new habit, a new thought, a new activity. It's a new crease and it's different and it takes a while to keep building it and building it because our system wants to operate on the familiar, wants to operate on comfort and efficiency. So phew, aren't you glad you understand that now? Now you can understand why change can be so hard and adapting it, adapting something new into our life can be hard because it's not familiar, it's not routine. Change is so vital for our growth and survival. You think back of all the changes in every area of our lives, just since you've been alive. Look, think about the decades of how much things have changed. And I know I could hear some of you saying, yeah, those were the good old days. And in some cases, in some instances, you're probably right. But think about the change in transportation. Think about in jobs. Think about, oh my goodness, technology, and that keeps changing like in a blink of an eye. Think about medical, medically. Oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness for the changes in that area, right? So while change can be scary or intimidating, it also brings opportunities. It brings an opportunity to learn. It brings an opportunity to overcome something, to master something, and to grow. And in life, change is inevitable. In business, change is vital. Think about when horsepower went from how many horses were saddled up to a wagon to get you someplace to the horsepower in an engine in a car to get you someplace. Many times we fail to realize the price of doing the same is a far higher price than the price of change. And that can be said for so many things, especially when we look at our our exercise or our health for sure. And to exist, I want to read this quote. I love this quote. To exist is to change. To change is to mature. To mature is to go on creating oneself endlessly. And that's by um, Henri Bergson. I'm sure it's pronounced Henri. And I love that. Think about to mature is going on creating oneself oneself endlessly. There is such beauty in creating oneself oneself endlessly. It's so full of hope. It's full of possibilities. And I just love that. Change is the only constant in life. And one's ability to adapt to those changes will determine your success in life. And yes, change is hard as we talked about. Adaptability is a great word and a great attribute. And maybe that might even be a future wow word coming up. That's such a good one. And I know for myself many times in life when it's been hard, when I look back on those situations, I was hard charging to something or for something or I wanted an outcome the way that I wanted it. And I was just really hard charging it and just boom, boom, boom. And you know, and a lot of times my thought was like, this isn't fair. It's not fair. And 
personally, I'm a girl that loves to stand up for the unfairness of things, 100%. Interesting enough, yesterday, my grandson, after his flag football game, we were walking off the field, and he was talking about, you know, the te- his team, and he kind of mentioned that there were a couple players that stayed in the whole game, and the others got switched out, and he, he said about it's it's not fair and I had to remind him and I gently said this to him that life is not fair so even at the age of eight and even my age many decades later that life isn't fair and it isn't always going to be fair and so we ended up having a little more conversation around that and you know about supporting his coaches and the coaches know and and you know being a great team member and showing up for the team and having a good attitude which he does and so you know and what I'll say in addition to that they're absolutely as I said I'm I'm a girl to fight the unfairness for things 100% but there are times you for sure need to speak up and speak out and step up against unfairness in the world um, so but to know that life isn't fair and when I look back on my tough times I can now see if I were maybe a little more adaptable the season wouldn't have been so hard and it probably wouldn't have been so long if I embraced the change, embraced the different, embraced whatever it was and grabbed onto adaptability. So I'm going to share a couple of tips on change as we navigate change. Number one is to expect it, to expect change. What if we switched our thinking instead of resisting change and fighting against it, what if we, what if we welcomed it and received it instead of dreading it? You know, when we reject change, what it's really doing is it's, it's stunting our growth and it's stunting our opportunities. Number two, embrace it. Embrace it. Embrace the change. Embrace like, what am I um, going to learn from this? What's going to be the outcome of this? What are going to be the opportunities that come from this? What will I learn? What will I discover about myself? How will I grow and become better from this? And what difference is this going to make in my life or maybe others' lives? And number three is envelop in it. Meaning as you create the new change, the habit, the things, you're going to create things that support it that help encourage you to remind you whether it's a sticky note left of where your purse was or if it's affirmations or if it's reading a book a motivational book or if it's listening to a motivational podcast or success podcast or a way to think podcast or um, meditative podcast or scripture whatever that may be recognize that and envelop that in part of your change process and Recognize when your brain starts um, going down the old crease on that piece of paper, the familiar or the the least resistance and and the routine. Think about your brain of being like a two-year-old scared child. And you just get to talk to it and just be like, it's okay. It's all right. I know we used to do it that way, but we're doing it this way now. So we're going to come over here. It's okay. We're going to be okay. We're just going to go do this now instead. And I know that sounds kind of silly, but it really does work. And then also learn to laugh at yourself. Oh my goodness, laugh. I mean, if you spend an extra 15 minutes looking for that purse, 
just laugh because what happens laughter it sends dopamine to your brain it gets its attention it's dopamine's a feel-good drug and it gets the attention and it gets your brain out of autopilot to pay attention to what's going on so on change i can't help but think of a butterfly or and a caterpillar so you think about a caterpillar and it's going about its life being a caterpillar. And I don't know, I know they eat a lot. Like they munch on leaves and they can eat lots of sizes of their body, like more than you can even imagine. And so here's our caterpillar. He's just going about doing things that caterpillars do, right? He And hopefully he's doing it well, right? If you're gonna be a caterpillar, do it well, right? So he's munching around and he's like inching along and he's all comfortable with the way things look in his life and what he's doing and all his little legs are inching around his little furry body. and he's just going along eating and munching and doing all the things that that little caterpillar does and he only does this for a few months then hold the phone what happens change that's right now he's going into a cocoon and he's going to be all cooned up and he's going to be cooned up in a chrysalis for hanging from a tree maybe upside down I don't even know about that but that's anywhere from 5 to 21 days and I read this that it could even be up to three years in harsh conditions can you imagine that little caterpillar he's no idea he was being doing all the caterpillar things and now he's like wrapped up in this cocoon hanging upside down from a tree crazy right so now wait a minute, something else is going on, right? He's all snuggly now in his new environment, his new change, and now something else is going on. It's starting to crack open, and he's starting to get movement, and things are starting to happen to his body. All kinds of things going on, right? Uh Uh-oh, change again? And guess what? He emerges from the pupa, and holy cow, he's not a caterpillar anymore. He's a beautiful butterfly. There's no more fuzzy legs with the fuzzy body with all those little legs going on, but he's got these amazing, big, beautiful, strong wings for him to fly and something that he never did before. And talk about change there. Did you know that when a butterfly is struggling to get out of the cocoon, out of the pupa, that there is an absolute struggle in for them to get out of there. There's a little hole and they work their way out that little hole to break it open to get out. And as they're doing in that struggle, what is happening is fluid is flowing through their wings to give their wings strength so they may fly. So that is a wonderful, beautiful word picture for us to think about um, in our struggle that our struggles, sometimes our struggles are necessary to strengthen us. And as parents, when we see our kids or grandparents, you see your grandchildren struggling, our immediate intention is to go in and fix it, remove it, cut it open, get them out of that situation. And yet, letting them work it out, and of course, we're there to guide them and encourage them, but to not necessarily fix it for them. Let them navigate that struggle because it's going to give them strength and it's going to teach them how to fly and it's going to teach them how to handle adversity and adaptability and change. Great lesson there. So change can help us grow into the best and most beautiful version of ourselves if we expect it 
if we embrace it and if we envelop it. Choosing adaptability over rigidness and having patience and grace with ourselves when we embrace something new and we're learning something new and we forget or we feel that resistance to not want to do it, then we're going to give ourselves grace and patience in that. And instead of rejecting change, let's welcome it with open arms, knowing there is more to our story. We will discover the beauty that we can too can soar in the change. I can't wait for our next wow word and our next discussion here at Feather and Foundation. So be sure to like us, be sure to share with a friend, and be sure to comment. I love to hear your comments. 